So yeah, yeah. We we binge watched the whole two seasons. Newbie and I did. Okay. And what do you think? Um, I mean, I think it's, I think it's entertaining. I just think it's very cosmetic. There's no real depth into like what's it like to run a real club, which well, you get not, from from. What you get from Cuervos, though, if you watch Cuervos, you get to see the whole drama, what it's like to run a club, how to lose a club, all the other different things, all the meetings you have to go to. It, I, it's, I don't but think it's that's what they were going like, for, though. It's a comedy about an American <laughs> So is Cuervos. Cuervos is an even bigger comedy. I, I think you, I think you're, you're, you're. Your, your benchmarks a bit off expectations. I think. No, like if you watch Cuervos, like like Ted Lasso is uh, the ballad of Hugo Sanchez. That's the type of like but level. Of I that, feel like so. that's like being like, oh yeah, I watched Star Wars. You know, it didn't really go into the whole. Hello, comrades, and welcome to the 551 Podcast. I am Wes Berdine. I'm joined by Corey Shrepo. Shrepo. It's French. It's moving ahead Shrepel. to Rodrigo and put Shrepo. Uh, Rodrigo Sanchez Javadilla and Mark Fangmeyer. Um, I can't be Fango? Yeah, Fango. Wait, yeah, you want to be sorry. Fango? Um, Fango sounds like a... Like we'll, a we'll like make a, you Marco. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hello, it's uh, it's the end of the season, but oh wait, it's not over yet. Um, There's we're more. Gonna, we're gonna. It's talk like a false ending. It's like Return of the King. United's, uh epic <laughs> draw, just a, a total shit show in L.A., but the good kind, um, the good kind, because we're riding on vibes. Adrian Heath is riding on vibes. This whole team riding on vibes. No tactics, just vibes, and uh, that's how we're going into the postseason. That's how I'm going into this podcast. Um, before we do that, let's hit the around the horn, some good, the bad, and the weird. Um, the good was Pablo Maurer and Matt Pence for The Athletic published a fantastic article on MLS's back tournament. It covered a lot of really great ground, um, talking about what the league did and did not do. Um, Ryan Hollingsworth for Dallas t- talking about how like you know these 17-year-old kids get COVID and then they're, they're basically just left in a hotel room for 24 hours and just like sweating through their sheets and like, oh, it was really good. Um, everyone should read it. But the best part is uh, this section, which which I will just, um, I'll just read. Um, one team above all, though, earned a reputation at the tournament for being jovial bunch, Minnesota United. Amongst the coaching staff, karaoke became a nightly ritual with head coach Adrian Heath being amongst the most prolific. Those in attendance say Heath tended to skew toward the classics, Billy Joel, uh, the Beatles, Elton John. Most frequently performed, though, was The Killer's Human, which one Minnesota staffer said, we must have played 500 fucking times. One does not listen to, let alone perform such a song without the free flow of alcohol. The club's tab at the local liquor store has become the stuff of legend. Dozens of bottles of gin, hundreds of cases of White Claw, and some 40 boxes of wine. The good vibes must have fueled the loons, despite, quote, seeing the sun come up on more than one occasion. Minnesota United was full of surprises in the tournament, making a run that ended with the semifinal loss to Orlando City. Um, Riding the vibes, it totally, absolutely makes that tournament in Minnesota make so much sense now. It is is single-handedly the most excited I've been for this team this year, reading that. Uh, I just like to believe that Ozzy was just chugging the white claw. Oh, I mean, every single one of them. Uh, I, I mean, the 40 boxes of wine was just, that, that's all Adrian. Everyone else was drinking something else. Adrian Heath plays slap the bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's, it's a, it's an amazing thing. Part of it is actually surprising that, um, I mean, the entire concept of Wonderwall came out of precisely riding the vibes, right? Ten years ago, the team that got that nobody wanted got into the playoffs barely. 
by uh, beating Montreal and um, and then won based on like Wonderwall and these things that they did. And obviously, like, yes, the team does not want to be putting out on social um, 5.30 a.m. Uh, um, drunken uh, White Claw Fest but finding ways to tell a story about the team and making people like them. It, I don't know. It's kind of, I feel like it's an opportunity missed. Like sh- certainly someone could have just made, helped bring, when we were also isolated at home, close that distance with with it. But the team just has never, they don't, they don't make their players available. They don't, yeah. Anyway, it's a bummer. But yes, it's the most I've liked them in a long time. I, I would like to know what uh, Totina Marilla's reaction would be to having his first White Claw. That would be like something I, I'd love to be able to get down in, in, in paper. God, just <laughs> just Mark, Mark McGrath's White Claw review. I mean, I, people like it. I don't, I don't have a taste for it. So, yeah. Um. Let's More hit like the a bad. Highland Park in Prairie type of thing. So. <laughs> Let's hit the bad. The the decision day actually was good overall. Just the the pure craziness of it. Uh, they've been doing it the last few years, and um, I love it. Um, on the in, at the end, one of the games that we were watching was SKC versus Real Salt Lake. Um, Real Salt Lake won this game, uh, won nothing, uh, with some controversy. Who wants to give me the controversy? There's a handball that got missed, and SKC folks got mad. <laughs> Very mad. <laughs> Don't and then, say. And then Pro uh, came out and, and made a statement saying, oops, sorry, we got it wrong. So am I correct? So this helped RSL kick LA Galaxy out of the playoffs. Correct. Um, I, thought, I thought the Galaxy would be out regardless. If all, they had, all RSL had to do was score, and then we're out. I think. Yeah, but uh, SKC would have had a PK off of that. So it was 0-0 at the time. Uh, the, if the call had been called correctly, SKC would have gotten a PK and been up one, most likely been up one uh going into about like the last 10 minutes of the match. Unless they right, did but a if, stutter step. But if RSL had, all they had to do was score, it just it, that goal wouldn't have mattered, right? Well, then and RSL would need to score two goals because they needed to win. Yeah. They needed to win. Okay, I thought it just needed to score. Yeah, ba- yeah basically... LA, both Minnesota United and LA Galaxy needed LAFC and RSL to drop points, period. And that guaranteed that both of them would go through. Um, But with RSL winning, Minnesota getting a draw, um, that basically meant that, uh, you know, LA Galaxy is out of the playoffs. They came in eighth. and we squeaked through in fifth somehow. I was I was happy to watch Colin Warner score a goal, his only goal of the season. <laughs> yeah. Loon's legend. Um and so yeah, it was bad. Get get it right next time. But the, the good part was getting to watch all the sad Kansas City fans. Um the weird. This is uh this just came okay. out. What are what are what are they sad about? They're like what, third place? And, and get a home playoff. I don't get that. They would yeah. have been first and had a bye. That doesn't matter. Like you, you shouldn't. You you got a home game. It's like if you would have been Galaxy, right? And you're out. Like I get that. Then you'd be really mad. But but because at, you because, don't lose to Austin FC. You don't lose to Austin FC. Because three, three after the la- previous two weeks where they did not receive straight red cards when they should have, they got mad that the refs got something wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. So. The weird is Atlanta United put out a video today with um, Waka Flocka, um, well-known uh, Fozzie Bear impersonator, um, doing doing um, a rap song with um, the president of the company, Darren Ailes. And um, in it, um, it I, I mean, I guess anyone have a good description for it? It's, it's Darren Ailes. Um, just hanging out while Waka Flocka. He's he's the, the most awkward hype man I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm really bummed that it wasn't. I wanted like a, a, a Natalie Portman SNL rap that he would yeah. just break out and just be like, just laying yeah. laying into uh, Inter Miami or no Orlando. I guess they hate when when you said Fozzie Bear in 
uh, impersonator, it got me wondering if like Waka Flocka is going back to Pablo Maurer's uh, uh, topic about the the furry subculture mm-hmm. in Major League Soccer supporter groups. It's like, is there a link there? Oh, I mean, I mean, this is a theory. I mean, I, I'm I'm straw grasping right now, but is Waka Flocka a Muppet furry for Atlanta United supporter group? Hmm. Uh, Listen, nobody yeah. has disproved it. Uh, yep. Asking I mean, the big it, it, it sounds reason, it sounds trouble. very reasonable to me. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's um. Uh. Let, let's hit this last. We'll we'll go back to a, a good, a bad, a good and bad, which is uh Chris Wondolowski retiring, uh, from MLS from soccer, absolute legend, um, and a, and a fantastic story of a guy who like just kept on pushing and um, was was playing in the reserve league and just was was nobody and then uh, became uh, MLS legend 171 goals yeah no I mean and he scored in his last game too I mean it was a great goal too and then instead of doing the press conference and saying I'm retiring in front of the media he just grabbed the mic and went to the supporter group and told them first yeah class act so yeah Let's uh, take a break. We will come back and uh, we'll talk some Minnesota United. Back on the 55-1 podcast, we've got a little bit of news with that. Uh, Robin Ludd was named uh, to the MLS team of the week on the bench. Um, and then you wanted to bring up this this stat, uh, R- Rodrigo. Tell, tell me, hit, hit me with the good stuff. So trivia question down the line whenever anyone wants to use it. Uh, we've had three PK opportunities this season, and all of them have been taken by Argentinos. Argentinian. Two, well, I think all three of them have ties to to Boca Juniors at one point. Right, Mark? Because Fragapane did. He played like two matches for him, I think. Yeah. And so. two of them were missed. I mean, also, I mean, going back to that, we could say that uh, Miss United this season are 100% on all of their PKs that are Panenka's and have made no uh, PKs that are not Panenka's. That's just, so there's that facts. too. Those are, that's yeah, those are, those are just cold hard facts right there. Causation uh, and correlation. Okay. All right. Then we also have this stat from, uh, from Andy Greeter, uh, which is that um, the Loons record when Reynoso has has contribution meaning a goal ver- and, and or an assist versus when he's not on the score sheet or doesn't play when he scores or has an assist um in 2020 it was 7-1 and 1 in 2021 it's 8-2 two and 2 um without him getting a, a goal or assist it's 1-3 and 4 in 2020 and 5-9 and 7 in 2021 uh, so a total of of with him scoring is fifteen three and three. That's that is wild. Um, all right, let's talk about this game. It was the last game of the season. Uh, it was, you know, Corey, you were at the game, so maybe maybe yeah. give give us some vibe check here. I mean, it was it was a little weird from like the supporter group side of thing. Like, uh, <clears throat> you know, it wasn't like very clear where you know tailgating was going to be or who was doing what and um it you know but still we had a really good showing in the supporter section uh apparently you could hear us a little bit on the broadcast from time to time um uh it was super weird day super weird weekend in la like overcast cloudy 60 degrees um uh, we did not meet up with ethan finley's dad uh, I'd imagine that he was probably sitting in better seats than we had, but um, I don't know. I mean, it was, I've never been to, was it Dignity Health Sports Park, Dignity Sports Health Park, did Dignity Park no dignity. Health Sports, no dignity. Um, no, no dignity, no doubt. Um, it was a cool, it was a cool space. It's like really wide, really wide open. Um, it was their, you know, their supporter groups were, you know, on point and, but it was, it was a weird game to start. Um, you know, it just, it kind of felt open. It kind of felt sloppy. It didn't feel like anybody had real clear cut chances. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, 
the vibe was cool. It was, you know, we had good food, good beer, and we we're hanging out. But um, yeah, I don't know. So uh, you were probably not aware of this, uh, that um, Franco Fragapane uh, uh, in the graphics was referred to as, was listed as Kevin Fragapane. Oh, my God, get out. I love that. And I am told also was referred to as Kevin Fragapane by one of the um, uh, commentators at some point, So, which would have been just killer. So throughout, the bar was very busy, and there were, like, many people calling him Kevin and lots of people doing whenever he would miss. You'd get the um, the Home Alone, Kevin! Um, and then when he when he gets up <laughs> at the end and, and is doing his penalty, there's just like the entire bar yelling Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. So Kevin did not have a great uh, penalty. Um, Frank, uh, I would have had Fragapane take the penalty to be honest. Uh, Frank Fra- Franco Fragapane, that is. Yeah, that's his that's his alter ego when he takes off his Clark Kent glasses. Yeah. So this match um, was an absolute shit show. Just just. Like um, just like fed on Cheetos and uh, and Monster Energy Drink. Just I was gonna say I was gonna say walls. Mountain Dew Mountain Dew Code Red, but oh yeah, sure. Just just bouncing off the walls, just crazy. Um, the the good stuff happens uh, in the the first half when um, LA Galaxy have a corner. It gets cleared by Hassani to Unu, who some sombreros the referee. To Metnir, who one times it right up the field to Reynoso, who then backheels it to uh, Metnir, who's running the fastest he's ever run in his life. Um, Unu crosses his path and then moves out to the left. Metnir gets a perfectly timed pass to Unu, which was almost offside. Uh, and then Unu finishes at the far post. A superb counterattacking goal. We do not get those very often. Uh, and Did, Was this Unu's uh, best goal of the season? Ooh, I don't know. I uh, it, it I, was would, one of the best, I would say it was so. one of the best team goals of the season for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, when it was in the while it was happening, I was like, after like the back heel and then the, the pass to Hunu, I was like, for the love of God, score because this is going to be one of the most beautiful goals ever. Just score, and they did. And then of course it's offside. I started, I started swearing at the TV a bunch, but then it all worked out. Um, right, but I'm saying as 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 the goals that we've seen him score, is this the best? goal he scored this season. I would say yes. That that would yeah. be my opinion. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. I think it that like it was a combination of all of the pieces that we've seen from him over the entire season, like really good runs, getting in good spots, calling for the ball. You pointed this out a lot, Rodrigo, the way that he wants the ball. It was fed to him and he finished beautifully. Yeah. I, I love the finger waving that he did as soon as as soon as they were like the fact he's yeah. like no 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Doing it with a French accent, you know, in my head, he was just like, no, 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 no. Um, so then, <laughs> then, uh, in the 34th minute, there's a corner ball gets popped up. Boxy's like, you know what? I'm feeling this. I'm going to ride this one in. Boxy's like, I'm going to bicycle kick this. He, he like gets nudged by the other guy, kind of falls a little bit. The ball like gets popped over. It's going out wide. And then who's there? Johnny on the spot, Robin Lud at the far post, and he takes the ball on the outside of his left foot and just puts it right in the roof. Uh, oh God! It, it was from it was where so we beautiful. from where we were. It did not look like it went in. Like half of us were because we were up on the far corner, uh, on the opposite side of the field, and we're just like, "What? What is happening?" We we, we were like, "Oh, it's nothing." And then we're like, "Oh, oh, it went in. That's that's good. That's good for us." Yeah. We, we scored a goal. Here, here's a question. If if Boxy gets a bicycle kick, do you call it a Kiwi windmill? <laughs> <laughs> a Kiwi windmill. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to try to top that. That's that's we, great thing. We, we, that's need a great him, thing. we need him to score a bicycle kick. <laughs> here's, here's the thing, though. It's like I don't. He doesn't get enough credit because he's falling down and he's trying to attempt a half bicycle and ends up Ends up hitting it with the with the um, with his foot with his you know he he locks his ankle and he hits it specifically perfectly. That was a I don't know man that that was I'm just glad that Boxy got an assist and a really good assist on this. It had some stank on it too. The, yep, yeah, some kiwi stank all over it, <laughs> which actually smells lovely. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So then, uh, then we're riding it into the into the half, and then oh look, it's the forty fifth minute, uh, right before the half. Gasper is um, he's got the ball, he's playing with it. He's like not gonna pass. He's just just gonna get caught up. Um, and then the the Galaxy get the ball, eviscerate the midfield, just completely just bypass it. Um, because the the, the midfield is like. Will Trap and then like the lost puppy Hassani Dotson. We'll talk more about him, but Hassani Dotson was terrible in this game. Um, and then, yeah, the ball gets gets out wide, and then the ball gets crossed in, and Legette runs to the back post, completely unmolested by Chase Gasper. Yeah, unmolested. I want more <laughs> molestation, Chase. Touch. He's got the haircut for it. Oh, you know what? That's that's baldy bigotry. I won't I won't <laughs> ah. stand that on, on this podcast. He's not yeah. I will say I will say Pedro Pedro Gasper did not show up. No. No, he did not. Um no. it was so we go into the half, we're two one up. Uh, uh well, let's just go through the rest of the, the goals and then I we'll do some analysis. But um fifty first minute Metonier with an absolute garbage giveaway. Just uh, easily picked off in this long pass. Ball yet again gets like passed through the forward. It's it was like it was like sewing, just like easily getting through everyone. And um, ball ball goes right to the forwards, pass back to the midfield, and then immediately outright. Frank Payne and Hassani are absolutely utterly worthless. And uh, and and Bob's your uncle. It's two two. So. Um, you could jump in at any point. Yeah, Rodrigo, do you want to? No, I was just, I was just gonna say. Do you remember when we played at home at SKC and we saw how Ozzy would 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 become part of the defense when one of the, one of our one of our left wings or our left backs or right backs would kind of stay up and then kind of like fortalize that defense, that backline, and 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 be able to connect passes that that that, that would lead into a forward attack. Like I saw, I, I saw Dotson trying to do that. But I would have preferred Will just having that same kind of mentality. Like I knew that Heath's plan was like, we are going to match their intensity. We are going to match their 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 intensity the first 25, 30 minutes. And I'm like, why don't you just do what, what worked against Kansas City? Just have someone wanna 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 right well, drop back and then that way you can you you can still keep me diverse in the aspect of how your attack is going to form, but you have someone who's a much better passer than um, being able to try to connect pass, passes. I, I, with I think the the real problem is that Will Trap was was having to be was the only central midfielder we had. Hassani was just completely lost all over the place, rarely tracking uh, his men, and uh, you know I'm I'm <coughs> amazed that Jan Gregush cannot get in this team. It is so bizarre to me that like you can't give him a swan song. I know we are, we're often about on this team giving young players um, a, a way to to get up, but Hassani has not been good this season. He's taken a step back, um, and or maybe it's just that like the bangers aren't there to um, to make up for the stuff. But he, he we just had a, a one man central midfield, and then we had like. Hassani going on uh, walkabout, and uh, and you can't you can't do that. Like when when you've got the the game is that fast, and so sixty second minute, Reynoso starts a counterattack to Frank Payne, and then uh, Frank crosses to Unu, who crosses again, and then Julian Araujo bizarrely puts the ball in the back of the net. I don't know what he was thinking he was doing, like passing back to the keeper or something, but the keeper wasn't there. It's weird, and uh, there we go. Yeah, because it wasn't even like it didn't even like bounce off his body or anything. Like it literally just like it looked like he was like passing it in. I don't know what it was. It, it was like sure. it was like some like, it was like some weird ass praying mantis move. Like just like like crow whatever or something. Just I don't know. It it looked weird as weird as hell right in front of us. And but he was doing it was the still delightful. I, I bet you the bookie was in 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 the supporter group, and they were like, "He needs to cover the spread." So he, yeah. you know, they were like, "We're yeah. we're going to take your whatever else you need to. We need to take from you." And there we, and then, and then they were like, "You need to do you need to do this." And there you go. I mean, cover the spread. 
Then uh, 75th minute, the ball's pinged around, ends up with Chicharito, who kicks it off Debassi's hand. Then as he is complaining about and, and calling for a, a penalty kick, he shoots again and scores. And um, I was convinced this game was going to end 5-4, guys. I just I, I was felt it. I, I predicted a 3-1 West Ham win over Liverpool and, uh, and was right. And uh, I was feeling my premonitions, but uh, nope, nope, this one was wrong. It was a total shit show of a game. I'm glad that we came out of it, um, but it definitely gave me the impression that um, we are going to Portland and we could win for nothing or we could lose for nothing. And both of them might be like, oh, yeah, that's that's exactly what, the way I think about this team. That That is completely what I thought would happen. So we can't we can't forget about. After the th- after the third L- uh, oh, yeah. LA Galaxy goal, we had the most pinnacle moment to just put this game away, which, you know, Frank Payne gets the ball at the edge of the box, almost at the end line, uh, just smashes it off a defender, handball, gets a PK. Reynoso takes the ball, gives it to, to Frank Payne, and he does this, like, bad Paul Pogba stutter step impression trying to get the keeper to, to to move in one direction, doesn't, and then he shanks it off the post. And it just and laughs about it, right? He and he laughed about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in the end, it had no effect. If we had won or drawn, uh, we, we finished the same. But, um, yeah, it was it was such a stupid game. It was a lot of fun. It was good. It was one of the busiest watch parties, obviously, because it was such an important game. Busiest watch parties we've had in a long time. And it was just a lot of fun to to be yelling with lots of grown people. Um, so I, I guess I want to ask like a, um, a basic summary of this, which is if we have Ozzy, does that fix the, the problems here? Because... You know, Colorado. Let's. I'm. I'm less worried about Portland. Um, Colorado is going to be a very tough team. Um, we have Ozzy. Then, then do we feel good about this team? We're, we're, let me. Let me do some vibe checks here now. Mark, how you feeling about this team? Um. Yes, but also it's going to be tricky because I believe I saw the schedule that we're going to be playing. Um, in Portland on Sunday the twenty first. Yep, three thirty p.m. And then, and then we're going to be turning around, and if we win, we'll be playing in Colorado the afternoon of the following Thursday for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, which is not a very like the the whole like you know oh the bye week actually hurts someone because they get three weeks you know rest versus two, and they're not going to be sharp. Like when you're coming off of a you know, three days of rest before playing another playoff match, that is not going to be easy. So I think that's going to be tough, especially um, if we're relying on Ozzy. He, he's coming off of a turf game on the road to an altitude game on the road in a, you know, three or four day turnaround. That's going to be tricky. Um, so, yeah, I don't mean to bring the vibe down, but it's, uh, I think we have, as far as favorability goes, I, I still think that playing in Portland and if we win playing in Colorado is better playing for in us. Colorado, a team not well attended. I'm going to guess that. What do you think the Thanksgiving uh, crowd oh is going to be like at in oh, Commerce City? 8,000? Oh, maybe six it might be tops. Like, yeah. Maybe a 12, but Pe- it's, depends uh, if it's not snowing in Colorado at that time either. So, yeah. There's there's no season is beginning. I'm sure all the ski lodges are are beginning to get filled up, and that's yeah. Um, it'd be cool to watch an Orange Bowl in a playoff game. Uh, Rodrigo, what what what's your uh, how are you feeling? I think Portland for us is a is a is a good draw. Um, I think if 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 the team that shows showed, shows up showed up against SKC shows up, then I think you know will be successful, right? But I also think that uh if we go to Colorado, I'm I'm pretty sure Colorado's already already licking their lips and saying if we get Minnesota, you know, we beat them with a with a man down. <laughs> um we tore them apart. We'll see what they be able to do. I mean and you know, I mean Portland has done has done a great job with the lowest paid 
Yeah. Um, Robin Frazier, uh, who again, for years, I was like, we need to hire Robin Frazier, and uh, no one listens to me. Um, Portland come into this with their having won their last three matches. Now, of course, those matches were against San Jose, Salt Lake, and uh, Austin. Um, and so, you know, that's, that is three shitty teams, <clears throat> but I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm feeling pretty confident about the Portland game. I would definitely be out there for that game. If, uh, if it wasn't my kid's birthday weekend that weekend. So you could take them. It's a gift. It, you could say like, yeah. this is, this is my gift to you. Your father's happiness. Yep. Yeah. 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 Stay in the hotel room. I'm going to go. Oh no no no! You go by yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, that's how that's how parenting works. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen Corey, to me, the guy with the guy with no kids. Corey, um, are you? How do you come out of this last game and look looking forward? Are you worried by the fact that our midfield was completely non-existent? Um, and even defend like our just tactics were just like, just go out there and run around. I think it was like. I mean, LA hasn't been great this season. They've, you know, since they dropped out of the top four, they have been not great this season at all. And so I think I'm not too worried about what we looked like during this match because it was go grab, make it a, make it an open game, grab it by the scruff of the neck, play Reynoso higher. Um, and it's almost like we were playing like a four, two, four, you know, just, Reynoso wasn't tracking back a ton and being the the deep lying playmaker and combining with Will Trap, that was fine for me. Um, I do think if Ozzy is back in the lineup, we're going to see something closer to what we saw with Kansas City. I think it is going to be defensively more sound. I think Ozzy's going to have a chip on his shoulder from not being able to play in the LA game. Mm-hmm. It's also against his biggest rival throughout his career, and then. You know, and I do think that our front four is starting to click. You know, I and and I think Metnair was had some really great moments in this last match. Um, I I think pulling Hassani Dotson out is going to be the right move, and going back to Will Trap and Ozzy, which we did not particularly like at the beginning of the season. Um, and you know, we've mentioned it here, which is. You know, our center backs, when they want to come out and be aggressive and play out of position and press, you need somebody to to backtrack. And Ozzy knows the timing of that and how to do that. Um, my biggest concern is exactly that, though, which is the vulnerability of our back line, even though that they were pretty good. When they do step out, they tend to overstep and they tend to overcommit. Um and I do have some concerns about that against somebody like Portland. Um, but if Ozzy's in and he's a stay-at-home six, a little bit of a destroyer, and our attack is clicking the way that they were as as open and as messy as it was, and I'm I'm it's net positive. Colorado's a different story. I like we'll get there when we get there. We gotta get through Portland first. Yeah, Portland is gonna be um it's going to be fun because I, I think um, the team is the closest it's been to to, to running on all its cylinders. Um, and so we, we've got Fragapane looking good. Robin Lud is great. Um, Reynoso looks fantastic. Um, Unu, you know, I still think there's another step up for him. Um, whether he'll make that, I'm not sure, but he's he's not looking bad right now, and and he scored I mean, scored a goal. Seven goals is not it's not horrible. I mean, no. I remember in the broadcast there was a conversation that there's a website that gives you your expected goals per chances that you get, yeah. and that uh, Anu was supposed to be at ten goals, but seven is 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 not bad. I think I think I think I take the seven for yeah, what we but I think later I, in the middle of the season. So. I think that. He, there needs to be a step up there for him to to keep doing that because we don't have really big goal scoring uh, attackers behind him. Uh, Robin Lud, the exception, right? We don't. But Fragapane is not a, a big goal scorer. Reynoso is not a big goal scorer, and so you need your finisher to to be doing that. Um, 
And I think right. that the the defenses the 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 two center backs have looked pretty good. Um, you know, Miller has not been great at the end of the season, but you know, he made a we, we definitely could have this game could have been five to four. Um right. in either way, right? Because the, the goalkeepers did did a lot of work and a few close misses, but um let's let's take a break. We've got some uh Twitter questions and uh you know we'll we'll close this mother out. All right, the final stretch of the 55-1 podcast. And uh, Rodrigo, kick us off with a question here. Okay. So knowing that we've only had three PKs taken by Argentinians who are associated with Boca Juniors, who would you rather take a PK that is not our foursome attackers? Okay. Um, I know if Hassani Dotson took it, it would it would be like a lightning bolt that would go out of the stadium. So I'm I'm not going to go with him. Um, I think uh, I think Debassi's probably really cool. I think he'd be calm and collected. I was I was my my answer was going to be Michael Boxel and he would actually um replicate the the assist that he had in this LA Galaxy game where he'll actually pop the ball up to himself and then bicycle kick it or do the uh the Kiwi windmill that'll be his PK. <laughs> no, it, uh either Tyler Miller or Pedro. I, it, it has to be Pedro not Chase. Pedro. Yeah, but I we lost Pedro a while. I don't know where he is. He can come back. He is he is on a boat in the in the keys right now. <laughs> just just in Margaritaville. He's just he's just <laughs> sipping Myrigs. Yeah. And uh no, but like really the the With answer to this shirt, right? Yeah. The answer to this is Ozzy though, like right? Like like that that's who you would have take a PK. Yeah. With me, actually, you know, um does Ethan Finley count as one of our, our yes, force attacks? Yes. Yeah. yeah, he he's a he's, he's a five some. Okay, Johnny um, Gregu is probably can also put a penalty away. You put yeah, it right I'm in the back, the, sure. the break yeah. the back of the yeah. net. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, my, my vote was going to go to Michael Voxel, but just another tidbit, like, and I think when Fragapane was injured, right, and he was rolling on the on the sideline, I don't know if you remember that time, the camera pans towards him, and then there's this very. The, you see the back of a very big man who's wearing a number 13 Loons jersey. First thing that popped into my mind, that's Papa Finley. Because I don't know anybody else who in the stadium who would wear a Finley jersey, to be honest. And I think Papa Finley, I like to believe that Papa Finley got some got some TV time. So I think Papa Finley was wasn't he down at the at the uh field level? He might have been. Yeah, that, that's how that's how they get, that when the camera rolled, it was like literally him rolling. They barely scroll up, and then there he there's there's, there's a person. There's Brent, there's our man. Mm-hmm. Um, let me let me go to some questions here. Nick Schaub says, "What's your overall enthusiasm level for the playoffs?" I can't get jazzed about it because they squeaked in, and the vibe of the team's COVID response this summer was a serious downer. Nick, I will say that I share a lot of those feelings, but for whatever reason, uh, you know, on this podcast. I've had a particular attitude about this team throughout the season because what we're usually doing is like, does, is this team overall living up to our expectations? Um, how does this game work into this arc of the season? Now that the arc of the season is done, um, I think I'm feeling different about it, which is that um, this team is stupid. Like, again, we will lose or win four to nothing. I don't, I don't know. And part of that, Part of that LA Galaxy helped. Um, I, I'm just getting into this no tactics, just vibes thing because it's it's dumb. You just just enjoy it because it's going to be fun and weird, and probably we'll just get our hopes up and it'll be stupid and we'll lose. Uh, so I, I, that's the way I'm feeling. I was pretty down. I was feeling pretty crappy at the end of the season, but now I'm I'm like feeling it, and I'm gonna do some freaking killers. Uh, human at every karaoke yeah 
I'm telling you, it's that athletic article that we just like, we know that there's these underlying vibes of this team. I think what we should I mean, do is I'll, I'll schedule karaoke for after the next playoff game. And every oh, person yes. needs to do killers human. <laughs> and then we, we, we <laughs> two get hours it, we just, straight mm-hmm, and just, just live stream it straight to the team. Yeah. Just, just, just destroy it. Nate Howells. Why the fuck is Nashville in the West and Chicago in the East next year? Because we like Eric Miller and our favorite ex um, TV reporter, um, team commentator, reporter, commentator, sideline reporter, right? Sideline reporter. Um, we like Jamie, them, Jamie mm-hmm. Watson, but we just don't like. We don't. We don't like Cabo. So. Guys are just Colorado at this point. He's not going to be there next year anyway. We did not talk about the weird or or bad of of that, which was like seven players, it was reported for Chicago. Nine. Nine players were reported as being basically told, you're not going to be back next year. Calvo was included. And then those players were like, okay, well, see ya. We're gone. And then then that was kind of backtracked and it didn't happen. Calvo had to leave because of uh, woke up qualifier duty. Um, (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. But just absolutely fantastic. Uh, Calvo, if he ends up at FC Cincinnati, I'm going to get a Cincinnati Calvo jersey, 69. Uh, what what oh if he God. ends up in Atlanta, though? Would you? Oh, he won't. Atlanta? No way. Oh, they won't take him. I don't know, guys. Let's just, let's, don't, don't. We, we, we want to put it up on the wall good, and wish it into existence, man. Just we, like for, for the wrap up season, we should have like a, like a, like a, a wall and like things that we want to happen that we yep. know may not happen. We shouldn't do existence, man. I have no Here, idea here's what's going to, here's what's going to happen though. Bobby Shuttleworth was also released wherever Calvo goes. Bobby will become the backup keeper for that team as because well. Bobby Shuttleworth and then, accidentally killed an albatross once while he was at sea. <laughs> albatross so wait, wait, so they're all, so both of them are just going to play for Saprisa. Yeah, that would be awesome. Go, God, go Bobby. Bob, Bobby Shuttleworth is, is you know, Calvo. Calvo is the anchor that is that is tied to Bobby Shuttleworth's ankles. Yeah. Um, uh, Josh E says, which is Kevin Fragapane's greater sin? Quitting on a play to convince the ref of a handball or that Foxtrot penalty? Uh, the fact that his middle name is not Rodrigo. Oh. Cool. Yep. That was an option. Yep. <laughs> Andrew Nelson says, what kind of dirt does Fernando Adi have on Adrian Heath? Uh, that uh, Adrian Heath actually really loves Franzia. Oh, yeah. There we go. They, oh. I mean, in the, in the athletic article, they did not specify what box of wine they were drinking. So I think that theory has legs, too. At KCITTI, um, did Texas choose to secede from the playoffs or was it forced upon them as an act of aggression by the North? I want to point out that the two states that did not make the playoffs are California and Texas. All the California teams and all the Texas teams did not make the playoffs in the West. Genius. Just amazing. So I just want to state that finally the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo of 1848 was finally exercised to its fullest potential and therefore, Texas and California are back where they belong. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Dan Sunquist says, if you're able to... T- Sorry. I did this dumbass... <laughs> That's the best, That's the dumbass best fan solidarity fist. <laughs> which, which, A, was not audible for the podcast and instead just looked like a total dipshit thing to do. Perfect. All right, Dan Sundquist... <laughs> Um, changing changing modes here. If you're able to talk about it, what are the odds that Minnesota's new USLW team will have Alliance at some point at Alliance Field at home at some point in the future? Um, yeah, we haven't talked about the USLW team in a little while. Again, MN Woso, you can become an investor. Um, that ends December sixth, where the investment oh period ends. Um, okay. Uh, so. I guess I'll say, it, I mean, it's totally, the odds are there. Um, we've talked about with this club how there's definitely the decision. We want to start small and do and and kill at this small level because that's what 
um, a community invested club can do. In order to do something like play at Alliance, we would have to be in a different league and we would have to have, um, once that happens, you have to have serious backers um, in, in terms of money. But the whole point is to set a, um, I guess, a lay down the groundwork of this is how a club like this can work and this is what community own soccer can be like and right. then from there it's it's to the moon you know right we we can grow that and if investors are going to come in who are the big money people then um then they're going to come in on those terms and not this is not going to be wait for dr bill to put an nwsl team which you know he doesn't you know I, we don't I, have to i respect that he doesn't really that's not his thing and like I don't want, we don't want these owners to just do them because of whatever. Um, uh, so I don't want to, I want to say that of like not criticizing Dr. Bill. He doesn't, he's not particularly interested in doing an NWSL team. Um, and eventually there should be one there. And I think that, you know, eventually we can get that. And, and that's, that's the goal. But really the first goal is make a club that no one else has really ever seen in, in women's soccer, which is a, a community owned club that, um, you know, uh, two weeks from now, we're going to talk to the investors about our um, final branding ideas and present mm-hmm. that to them. So if you are an investor, you can look at that. Um, there's going to be an email coming out inviting you to a live stream where we present three final branding options and then we vote on them. And uh, I'm lucky enough to get to work with the designers. And oh, my God, guys. Oh, you must be excited about that. I mean, the the one thing I do see and I've seen it happen is perhaps like it was a promotional like event as in, as a friendly between mm. two cities to promote the game or the league. Then I can see that more being a, a thing that would happen more at Allianz between uh, M and Wosso and what other other team. If or, they was marketed in that aspect, I think it it totally it man, totally has uh, or like hey, I would love to like host the OL Rain. In a friendly, right? Do something weird like that. Um, those are those are are big things right now. Everyone here is like, we're trying to get all these little like logistics, and so I think thinking about crazy shit is my my jam, right? So, um, yeah, but we we want that women women's professional soccer should be played at that stadium, and I, I don't think many people would disagree with that. So right, and and we've gotten the chance to see what high school girls soccer looks like in that stadium oh, and yeah. yeah if we saw that and how much that brought out on literally no no advertising and no promotion yeah and i can't think i can't wait to till we yeah. see more of that but we also we, we see what we what what we can do with women's soccer yeah um so thanks for asking about that um Dan, um, DEC says, can teams practice during international break and what players from Minnesota and Portland will be playing for their national teams during the break? Um, so they definitely will be practicing during this. Um, how many players are we losing? We're losing Lude? three. Lude, Metnair, and Boxel, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I, and that's that's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, put like seriously, keep sending um, Unu, uh, Reynoso, and um, Fragapane Give them some shrooms, send them on like a spirit quest and like get them to like bond and put them in a sweat lodge and, and like then they'll come out of this and they'll be like playing as one. Um, mm-hmm. oh, I, I think they should all get like weed infused cookies and be sent out to some sort of like um, open land to go look at stars or look see, look for comets and all of a sudden just like infuse themselves with all these cookies and gorge themselves out and then just have like the biggest trip in the yeah, world. Yeah, man. I don't, I, although, I don't do drugs and I totally condone this. Yes. Although if you do a sweat lodge, that is close enough to a sauna where Lude is going to be pissed that he's left out. Yeah, that's Look, true. we're not going to be appropriating in native indigenous indigenous folks like ceremonies. So let's oh, just yeah. go ahead with the weed and the outside and the stars. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll I can I can dig that. We've we've agreed. All right. I I I think we've nailed something here. Um, the rest of the question I'm just going to ignore. Chad Sapita says, on a scale from one to ten. Tell me your Heath in level now and your Heath in level after he comes to sing the Beatles at the Blackheart. Um, I, I mean, I guess the, the, there's 
the multiple answers. The the serious answer is if that dude showed up at the bar and sang karaoke, I would legit revise all my concepts of him um, because he's just like he's been like he's I don't know he's like an absentee dad like just you know he just blames me for things or something I don't know um, he doesn't show up at events uh, never talks to you maybe he'll, maybe he'll send up a, 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 a he'll call for your birthday a little it's like a Phoebe Bridgers song or something. Oh my God. The second that you started saying no tactics, just vibes, I think I understand Adrian Heath a little bit more now. I I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I'm like, I get it. And I'm more okay with what happens. I want Dark Clouds or, to create a no tactics, just vibes t-shirt that I will. Yeah. Oh God, can we, oh God, if there's can a home. We, can we have Redlands create that? That'd be yeah, great. I'll, well, actually, yeah, Redlands will do it. I mean, but the problem is we take forever. Oh man. To do and it. can it also like on the neckline, can it have like a puka shell necklace on the neckline oh, of the t-shirt? <laughs> oh my God. Wait, this is just turning into like a like Dave Matthews fanboy. Adrian, Adrian Heath drinking from like a Mai Tai. Drinking a mai tai just, some- just put just put Heath's face on Jimmy Buffett's body and call it a day. Yeah. Okay, Mark, Mark, what song does what Taylor Swift song do you see Adrian Heath singing? Um, Taylor Swift. I, I don't see. Yeah. I don't see him singing. No, Taylor you Swift pick song. one. Pick one. Just pick one. Hmm. It's it's the Romeo Juliet song. It, I only know love story. story. No, he's it's not love gonna story. do that. I mean, it should be love story, but he wouldn't do love story. I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I feel like it's um, no, it's it's not Taylor Swift one. It's okay. It's got it to be, a, it's got to be a bad Elton, like a really like one of like a bad Elton John song, like not like a well known one, just a Elton bad B side. You got you're you're all wrong. It's Lisa Loeb's. You'll say. Oh, there oh, you go. Oh, you're yeah. right. You are right. Um, so, all right, let's, uh, let's go to Lee says, um, it's, oh, this was when I was asking for a karaoke, um, request for Adrian Heath. He says it's substitute by the who also he wants to, and that's also, that is the perfect answer here. Um, Mark, do you have a suggestion? Oh no, you have it for this other part of the question. Better Portland indie band, Blitz and Trapper, the thermals or the, or wipers. I actually no. don't know wipers at all. No. Also, uh, I mean, for one, he he didn't inv- involve like, include Dandy Warhols, so it's not even a serious question to begin with. Okay. But I mean, the obvious answer is it's Everclear. It's always Everclear, as far as yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Um. So Elliot, speaking of daddy no issues, Jesus, I gotta got say, I know no Everclear song. Yeah. Oh, you do. Oh, you, you do. totally do. I'm they played. They 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 had to have toured with the Gin Blossoms. Anyway, that's it. You know it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Paolo uh, says, um, "What Beatles era song does Heath sing?" Wrong answers only. <laughs> I can see the little piggies. Hang it. Anyway, that's that's what I. Think. I mean, I I would love to see Adrian Heath do "I Am the Walrus." Oh, yeah. I feel like right he's, answer. I mean, I, that's probably a right answer, so it doesn't count for this question. But yeah, I would I would actually I would love to see that. I feel like Heath just has like a goblet of Merlot and sings "She's So Heavy." Oh, <laughs> that's good too. Um, so Tyler Miller is a c- completely the killer's human guy, right? Like I could see him doing that three times a night and everyone would be like, okay, Tyler. Um, like we need to, we need to bring in Dane St. Clair needs to start because this guy won't leave the killers alone. But any, any like there's, there's like, there's like, there's opening, opening karaoke, Tyler Miller. There's like three drink mm-hmm. killer, Tyler Miller. And then there's just end of the night. He's the only person in the hotel banquet room Singing, singing, singing that song. I mean, here's the thing with Tyler Miller. I, I feel like this is a a cross marketing just like opportunity for him because didn't he like do something with shells? Like, did he sign up to be like a brand spokesman for shells? Like, yeah, I think it was premium, wasn't it? Was yeah, it premium had, or shells. Yeah, they, they had to. Um, they had to they, remove they had to, that though. Either yeah. way, like 
premium, you know, whatever. Shell's deer brand, whatever. I would love to see Tyler Miller six deep with either of those beers and just belting it out. Um, okay, which, 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 uh, how many members in the Backstreet Boys do we have? Is it four or five? I can't remember. Five. But, five. Oh. Okay, which, which, five. which five Minnesota United players do you Ooh. see them getting down in a Backstreet Boys song together to do sing? Ethan Boxel. No, Dan Sinclair is always number one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dan yeah, Dan but he's more, he's more in sync because he's got the ramen noodle hair. But I'll, Ooh, we'll, we'll suspend point. disbelief for a minute. But Dane St. Clair, I think Michael Boxel is the oldest one, right? Like he's like the he's like the, the Kevin he's, of he's the like Backstreet the Boys guy. Wait, what about Ozzy? What now? Uh, well, Ozzy's got like the old guy. Mm, Hassani. Okay, Hassani. We so far we've just to recap, we have Boxel, Dane, uh, Hassani. Oh, we have Tommy Ozzy, Chacon, Nico Tommy Hansen. Chacon. Nico Hansen. Thomas yeah, yeah. You have to have Nico Hansen. Yeah. Nico and Tommy. And oh, Tommy, Tommy Chacon. Chacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. There I, you I go. Think, you I got think, your five. I think, see, I think it would be Ethan Finley, just like your straight white guy who's just like happy to be there. What about Fred Emmons? I, I think Ethan. Oh my God. Fred There's Emmons. no one straighter and whiter than that. And he does. And he does. And he does like, like the super dense gel and flicks. DJ the, the, Taylor, has guys. Like, yeah, DJ Taylor is like with the. Oh we're, God. We're about he's to the like he's L7 the biggest here. Now we're we're just gonna get, make this band big. <laughs> it's just it's just like what was Robbie Williams' band? Take five, take that, take that, all yeah. that. That was a Nickelodeon show. It's all fine. Great okay, show. I have no idea where we're show guys podcast. All right, this is final thing. Christian Fitchett says, "Just a comment. I'd be willing to pay a decent sized sum of money to see Adrian Heath's interpretation of Tiny Tiny Dancer." Um, again, if if Adrian Heath cared about charity. If he cared about the poor children, he would come to Blackheart of St. Paul and I would put $500 down on the table if he sang Tiny Dancer at the bar. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, this could be the Dark Clouds char- like end of season charity thing. Yeah. If he, like, we, we don't even have to do, we will do one karaoke song. It will just be him. And if he did that, I'm pretty sure we could raise $10,000. Okay. I bet we Sounds could. Sounds like a fundraiser. Okay. Though Christian Fitchett did, was was not present at the Halloween party, private party we had at the Blackheart, and where apparently I sung a Backstreet Boys song, a Selena song, and <laughs> a Mexican song, uh, well known, uh, called Volver, what's, and I have zero recollection of how I got home. What's What's amazing about we we have uh, that was a, a private party doing karaoke on a Saturday. We've got a few, um, including our friend Ian, uh, who's been on this podcast. Um, uh, doing private parties in December. And what I love about it is because there's a lot of like um, people who come to the bar for soccer and they're totally, it's like they love it. And then they do this party and they invite all these people who are like 43 years old, 52 years old. And they, they're like, they, how did you hear about this bar? What's, uh, what's, and it is so great. It is just. <laughs> Amazing, because that night there was a weird ass drag show going out out front. Uh, yes, it was, it was Tiff uh, Tiff Dynamite was doing this variety uh-huh. show for Halloween, and it was very weird. Um. <laughs> there's, there's a point at this private party where, like, the karaoke, like people do karaoke, and all of a sudden people look around the crowd, and like, sixty five percent of the crowd is missing, and yeah. we're like, where's everyone else out? And so, like, all, and everyone was out there watching the drag show. Yeah. So, it was awesome. Anyway, if you want to bring all your normie friends to a queer soccer bar for an experience and, like, and trick them, we're here for you, folks. Just email me. Um, all right. That's the end of our podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this really stupid podcast. Um, it's very fun to do. Uh, thanks, Corey, Mark, Rodrigo, Marco, Rodrigo, Shrepo. Um, Why do I sound like a like a like the opening act for Gallagher? Shrepo. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, you're the guy, you're the that guy holds holding the, the watermelon. At exactly. The the uh, have you guys? Have you the 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 dads of this podcast? Have you watched Little Lunch? Do you know what this is? No, it's, a, it's an Australian uh-huh. kids show. It is. It's probably one of my favorites. That my better than watch. Bluey. Why is everything bluey to you, man? Anyway, it's a so it's a live Have action you not show, it's a live action show with these kids, and oh, there's this action. kid who has this weird Scottish accent. He's an immigrant, and he um, has this character he plays of Stretcho, and it's like 
this weird costume he wears with the guy whose arm stretches and he like anyway so Shrepo is stretcho to me go watch the little lunch <laughs> all the all the folks out there i don't think it, i think if you just google little lunch australian tv show the australian government website will just let you watch it on a whatever it's no no longer streaming on amazon or or whatever for free but little lunch it's up there with yeah. investigators for a best australian kids uh show <laughs> so you should watch Maya and the Three if you haven't got a chance to. If you like the Book of Life, Maya and the Three. Okay. All right. Thank you, everyone. Go be happy. Be awesome. You're beautiful. You're sexy. And everyone loves you.